Hello, and welcome to Unplaytested, the podcast about RPGs that have never been played before. Because they never existed before. I'm Alex, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Laura, and I use she, her pronouns. We are going to make a game based on a ludicrous suggestion, chosen at random, and... What's all this? Yes, we are not going to have any context-dependent continuations, <laughs> because there is no context. This is the first episode. This is the first episode. Should we mention, like, some first episode, how this is all going to work? Yeah, so we're going to roll on our big list of game suggestions uh, that we have thought up, and I think we've gotten some from friends and things, uh, as, as we've been sort of slowly germinating the idea of this podcast. And you, dear listener, you have options for uh, adding ideas to our list as well. You can force really, really good and cool ideas upon us, and then we have to make them. If we roll them. Right. You have to get lucky. Uh, And, you know, if you keep listening for long enough, maybe your idea will get made. Or maybe we'll make King Dog, the game where a dog is the king. Yeah, I don't know how that one ended up on this list. Uh... (laughs) We've got 22 starters that some damn fools put here, Um, and we're going to deal with whatever one comes up. Uh, So, some some ways that this process is going to work of us making this game is we will have a a board for concepts that we can include onto the game, uh, and they're going to be divided up as must, might, and won't have... Uh, <laughs> you know, for the things that we we mo- we won't want, we just won't want. We won't we won't put those in the game. Then we're going to try to get you know a a structure to the game, some sort of resolution mechanic, be it dice or cards or you know eating M and M's or deciding uh what color your friend's shirt is or something. And a title for the game. After we are done with this, we have plans to, you know, actually write the game down. Yeah, that is the thing. that That's the boring part. We then actually have to make it. And then, oh, it's not over. Next week, you can watch us play it. And we're going to do it on, uh, what do you call it, Twitch. We're going to have it streamed. We'll maybe get some, uh, some friends, some listeners, some willing and able souls to assist us in uh, seeing if our game works at all or if it bursts spectacularly (laughs) into flames. Both of which being equally good options. Yeah, I'm honestly excited for both. They say you have to fail 10,000 times before you succeed, right? So, uh... That's a thing they say, right? You have to play 100 hours of Go and then you're good at it. Uh, And that's what we're doing here. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Oh, I could talk about that. I could talk about that. Uh, the clay, the clay pottery analogy that I like so much. Please do. I want to hear this. Okay. So one thing that's really hard as a game designer is designing games. In my experience, like starting games <laughs> is kind of easy, and then actually finishing them is like super hard. Uh, especially if you have ADHD, which a lot of game designers do, especially me. <laughs> Maybe not especially me, but definitely me. So, uh, there's this metaphor. 
about a high school uh, pottery class. And this may be a real or a fake story, I don't know, it's from the internet. But what happens in this class is the teacher divides the class into two groups and says, okay, those of you who are in group A are going to be graded on the quality of your pottery. As we normally do, I'll give you, you know, these certain number of assignments, and then you have to make a really good pot or vase or whatever for each of them. And uh, then you will be graded on how good your thing is, and you only have to do like six or eight of them the whole year. And then group B is going to be graded only on the quantity of physical clay mass they produce. <laughs> We're going to put all your stuff on a scale and say, all right, you've made 50 pounds of clay, you get an A. You've made 40 pounds of clay, you get a B. Go forth. And uh, then the way the story goes, at the end of the year, all of the best pots have been turned out by the people who are in group B, because instead of obsessing over the quality and planning their little vase out and, you know, getting really into what the glaze is going to be and not actually sitting down and making it, uh, the people in group B just sort of threw clay on a wheel and threw glaze on it and fired it and it probably exploded and then they tried again and then they tried again and then, you know, eventually they were like, all right. There we go, I made a whole bunch of little pots, and uh, many of them are probably terrible, but then eventually I got good at it by doing it a lot, even though I wasn't trying to get good at it. That's a very good parable, and I like it a lot, but also I wonder if Group B also had the worst pots in the class from the student who figured out early that you can just <laughs> sort of punch a fish-shaped hole in a lump of clay, and that's a pot. You're done. Well, that's, that's going to be us. <laughs> that's really the goal of this show is just turn out a bunch of games that are like a lump of clay that someone has just smashed their fist into one time and then uh, they just sort of hucked some tempera paint in its vicinity barely even touching it <laughs> toss it over near the kiln maybe someone will put it in there maybe not yeah, whatever you know, that's, that's not our problem <laughs> we're we're having the ideas, and that's the hard part, if I know anything about game design. Oh, yeah, for sure. Please don't <laughs> steal our ideas. They're so oh, precious no. to us. Whatever would we do? I think that all made a decent amount of sense. I don't know what the like the kiln is. It's not a perfect metaphor. Uh, Twitch is the Is the kiln, kiln like, layout? <laughs> yeah, layout's the kiln. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You have to get your uh, get things lined up to the grid. You get it to about 700 degrees. I don't actually know how hot kilns get. They must get way hotter than that. All right, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I think we've wandered. I think we've left the plot. All right. We have our must have, our might have, and our won't have. <laughs> Never going to get tired of that. Never going to not be funny. Alright, beautiful people! I have this list in front of me. Uh, every option is beautiful and wonderful. And uh, let's roll a die, shall we? Let's roll a die. We're going to roll our... Do you have a, uh, a die rolling capability? I do. I have, I have my 22-sided die right in front of me. Perfect. Oh, look, I actually also have a 22-sided die. Let me just roll this physical die. 
And there we go. That's a good sound effect. I can hey, see. Hey, what did I get on my that, die? <laughs> that you got a 17. A 17. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so this is a game, uh, a game about what we think Naruto is like. <laughs> yes. Our, our game prompt. What you think Naruto would be like. I don't think either of us has seen that show. I I know very little about it. I believe is is it Naruto or Naruto? Naruto, yeah, he's Naruto. Boruto's dad. That's what I know. I believe he's some sort of ninja child. He's a ninja child. He's got little uh, whiskers on his face that I think are drawn or tattooed on. Uh, and he has the power to turn himself into a lot of himself. Really? I did not know that much. Yeah. Either he goes really fast, or there are, like, 15 of him sometimes, but I think it's that there are 15 of him sometimes. He has, like, a clone power. Cool. And he's got a headband that is very popular with children. Oh, they really got headbands, yeah. I And I assume there are other children at our ninja academy with similar yeah. powers? There's uh there's a a mean a mean boy with dark hair. He's like the rival boy. Sasuke or something. Presumably there are several girls who don't really have a big role in the show is my impression cuz it's that type of shonen show where they're like, "Yeah, we've got some girls. They don't get to do anything though. That would be weird." Love it. Love that a lot. Great. And uh, I think as the show goes on, it gets some, like, very intense, super high production value fights where they're, like, really fluid and beautiful. And uh, you get a lot of, like, people turning into giant energy foxes and stuff. Okay. I mean, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Most of what I know about that show is from... uh, when I'm watching, like, a fight scene from an anime I've actually watched on YouTube, and then, like, it pops up, like, Sasuke versus Sashomaru, second battle of the third eye, and I'm like, well, I'll click on that and watch it. It's, like, a minute long. And it, you know, it's kind of cool. Okay. Well, from that, let's deconstruct the entirety of Naruto. Yeah, wait, what do you know about it? You have to say stuff as the person who knows less. I know so much less. I know there is Ninja Child. I want to say Ninja Academy. I believe, like, there are scenes that take place in a forest? That seems right, yeah. (laughs) What about eyes? Do you know anything about people with special eyes? I do not know anything about people with special eyes. Okay, so this is the thing that I know. Sometimes in Naruto world, your pupil is like a cool symbol instead of a dot. Okay. And that's like very powerful for some reason. And there's at least one guy who maybe it's like the older brother of the angsty rival guy or something Mm -hmm. who's like, hey, I, I killed everyone in our village and he's like, his eye is doing that thing. And the brother is like, why did you do that? And he's like, I had to test the limits of my power. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's some anime stuff. Does your 
does the eye symbol have some relationship to Naruto Naruto's headband symbol? I don't know. They are both symbols. So Like do you do you have your special symbol the same way that in Gunner Creek Court, like there's Kath's symbol? And Ooh, yeah. Antimony has the symbol for antimony, like everyone has their mm-hmm, mm-hmm. representative symbol. I'm gonna guess yes. Okay. That- Mostly because I want that to be a thing in our game, that you write down a cool little symbol and then it, like, appears in your eye or on your forehead or something. That's sort of your runic true name, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna write runic true name somewhere on our... Th- there must be runic true names. good. And just to be clear, neither of us is Asian. If we were, you know, making this as a serious game, we would probably get some cultural consultants and stuff. Maybe we'll see if we can get some uh, some friends who actually know what they're talking about on when we play this. But we're gonna not be gross and racist, because that sucks, and you shouldn't do it. This is not gonna be uh, an Oriental Adventures-style game. This is gonna be a, hey, do you dimly remember things about shonen anime that are pretty fun? Let's, like, smash some of those tropes together. So we should pro- we should we should maybe put racism on the moat list is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, racism's here. on the moat list. We moat That's talk kind about... of perma moated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> putting racism slash orientalism because we are not uh, reply guys on the internet. Going well, if you think about it, oriental is actually a word that no 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 get out of here. If if you're like. Those reply guys have a point. Just stop listening to this podcast now, please, and save us all some time. But do give us five stars on iTunes before you go. Yeah, five Thank stars, <laughs> and then just jump directly into the sea. Sink <laughs> to the bottom of the sea and meditate there for a thousand years, thinking about what you've done. So what's our next steps? We could think about uh, some sort of systems that we might want to crib things from because that's the fun part of game design is just taking uh different games you like and frankensteining them together right i mean i I think one one thing that i don't want to do is like actually have an involved combat system oh my god no 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 no. my my first instinct is uh why am I blanking on the name of a game that both you and I have written hacks for? <laughs> Is it Anima Prime? It's Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands. Oh, Firebrands! Yeah, that's a that's a very specific one, and I don't honestly. Th- there's not a uh, like a high energy anime firebrands that i know of and i've done some research into different firebrand systems for sure uh i mean that like that seems like it's it's a very good system for doing a plot that is kind of like this would make an episode of a show i think Uh uh-huh you could really do a uh a very kind of set story beat oriented uh um yeah thing and you could sort of be able to be able to wander around in the different aspects of the genre that interest you so you could have a 
get in a fighting tournament game or a, you know, mm. conversation over food or your your very good classic firebrands. For any listeners who are not familiar, uh, Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by Megay and Vincent Baker is a very quality uh, mech pilot romance adventure game that is one of my very favorites uh, that I have hacked into uh, Dragon Hearts, which is very similar, except that you are shape-shifting dragons. And uh, you know what? I didn't think that was going to be the last Firebrands Formula game I ever made. And it's very possible that it won't be today. It's super. It's a very. It's a good formula. Um, I've I've also hacked it uh, with the aid of Ash Cheshire into the magical repair shop to. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> to reproduce um, repair shop TV shows, but with magic, which is just as good as dragons. Oh yeah! If if anything, better. <laughs> Thank you. That game is just deeply wholesome and comforting. Alright, so we might firebrands this up. I could see that being a nice comfort zone for both of us, too. Yeah, I mean, the 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 question I have, and I feel this is one that we may, like, maybe we should decide on this uh, early. How, like, how how mechanically complex do we want this to be? I don't think either of us are going to be reinventing Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition here. But, right. like, to, to what degree do we want your success or victory to be dependent on the whims of chance and rolling dice versus you feel like you deserve to win this one and so you do? I would be very tempted to go with either, like, one randomness-involved mechanic or zero. Okay. And frankly... You know, I I took all of the randomization from Firebrands out of it when I made mm -hmm. Dragonhearts, and you can do big, cool anime battles. The secret is just that you need to make it fun to get hit and lose. And I think that's very possible with this setting. It's on It's on us as writers to say, hey, when you get hit cool stuff happens. Like in Dragonhearts, you have magical blood, so you're like, oh yeah, my blood is secrets. If you take a big bite out of me, secrets fall out. If I were to like kind of describe my idea of how how a, a anime might go, it like, it is all about, you, you lose at things consistently until you have earned the right to win, you know? Yeah, there's gotta be a, uh, uh, you go and you're like, oh, I've been defeated, I'm in despair, I go and do some training, I get better, and then I come back and then I win. Uh, there are some real good mechanics for that in Hearts of Wu Lin, which is by... Lowell Francis and Agatha Chang have made the beautiful uh, wuxia melodrama game, Hearts of Wu Lin. And it's gonna be hard for me, because I've been very steeped in wuxia recently, to try and stay upbeat shonen anime and not get into uh, grim, beautiful, sadness, wuxia. So, like, pull me out of that well uh, if I am ever too deep into it. I will see what I can do. I make no promises. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Wait, I, I know exactly what I can do. I'm going to put uh, grim wuxia on the mount list. 
There we go. See, you have that power. And now I get to find out if I can spell Wuxia correctly on my first try. You've done it. That was beautiful. Uh, so in Hearts of Wulin, there are specifically uh, fights that are ended in only one Powered by the Apocalypse style role uh, where you compare your scale, which is decided by the uh, GM or whatever they call it, um, who says, hey, you can tell that this fella, Shining Tiger of the Celestial Kingdom, is a higher scale than you, because uh, when he walks, like, the earth trembles and trees edge away from him nervously. So, watch out for that. And if you're in a fight against someone who is a higher scale than you, you just do lose. And what you're rolling for is whether the GM says, okay, they absolutely trash you and dribble you around like a basketball and dunk you into a river, or whether you get to, you know, say, okay, here's how this goes down where I lose in a really cool way, uh, which is very fun. But I'm figuring, uh, and one of the uh, threads that was leading me to talking about that is that in that game, there is then a mini game you can do where you go and train and get stronger and then if you fight against someone who you've fought before, you can, like, learn the secrets of their style, and that can raise your scale to be uh, as good as they are, even though you wouldn't normally be, because you've, you've seen them fight. All right. And we might have dice? Diceless? My, my instinct is to say, diceless, no randomization. Uh, yeah. This is... I kind of want this to be, let's do a filler episode, and it goes exactly how you think it's going to go, you know? It's, yeah, this, it's, is a, this is a very generic uh, experience that we're trying to recreate here. Yeah, uh, and, and, that, <laughs> and that really means you, you, you lose, you lose again, then you win. That's it. Right. Act one, lose. Honestly... I kind of like that. Yeah. If it's the first time you're fighting someone new, you have to lose. <laughs> but what if you are uh, two player characters fighting each other for the first time, for example? Uh, you both lose. Oh, okay, yeah. And then you you just get to choose, uh, does this fight cause us to become friends or does it drive us farther apart? That's really great. That's brilliant. I want that. That is super in, yes. Do you do the thing where you both sort of, like, slump into each other all beat up and tired, and you're like, hey, you've got some good moves. Oh, I love it. That's where it's at. Is every scene going to be a fight scene? Well, I didn't think that before, but now that you've said it... Now I kind of want that, where it's like, okay, so it, obviously this starts out as a scene where I'm, like, teaching my little sister how to cook a beloved family recipe, but then somebody jumps through the door and starts fighting me, and I gotta juggle the pan around, Jackie Chan style. Interesting. Interesting. I I could see some value in that, uh, especially with, um, there's a, there's a theory that I have heard about re-ninjas, uh, which is that the power of a ninja is inversely proportional to how many ninjas there are. Oh, yes, of course. So, like, one ninja is super, super strong, but then if, like, 18 ninjas show up, you're like, oh, okay, you just kick each one and they go down, right? Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. 
I don't know how... Can your character just be a cloud of ninjas? <laughs> can you be like, oh yeah, no, I'm playing like I'm playing like twenty identical people. Isn't that what Naruto's thing is? <laughs> Didn't you just tell me? <laughs> I mean, I I did, but I'm thinking more like I would like to play a bunch of the foot from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh boy, that's really good though. In fact, I super love that. Yes, that seems kind of good, right? That's like uh, that's like your different your different playbooks or your different um, uh, faction choices. One of the factions is just, you're a, you're a bunch of ninjas. Can play Cloud of Ninjas. Going on the might? No. Going on the must. You have a friendship slump with 18 people at once. They all catch you. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Yeah, th- I'd I'd like I'd like this one to be just a little bit more uh silly Gonzo. Yeah, I think not like necessarily all the way silly, where it's like I have a carrot spear. Whoa. Uh, but yeah, no, but I just get a that. little a little acknowledging the inherent goofiness of uh of the stuff we're playing around with. Oh, before I forget. There's a concept that I think could be leveraged to uh, to reinforce uh, diegetically our diceless system. Uh, so there's this 90s, I want to say, anime that I feel like I'm the only human on Earth who has seen called Getbackers. Okay. So in Getbackers, there is a location called Bugenjo, Infinite Castle. Uh... Where there are like special fight rules. Uh-huh. Um, and this is not stated until like episode 49 out of the 52 episode long anime. Uh but, like there's a bunch of fights in Bugenjo and it's cool and they're like trying to get to the top of the castle or whatever. And then someone very casually after uh the main character guy, one of the two, has beaten up a super powerful guy, goes, oh yeah, well you know, in Mugenjo, the winner of a battle is decided by force of will. Whoa! You're just like, oh! Okay! It doesn't really have anything to do with, like, how good you are, or how quick you are. It's just, do you want to win more? That's... That's pretty good. Yeah, I could definitely see something about, uh, you know, what is what is your reason to fight, mm. right? Being part of your character customization. Like, okay, I need to help my sick little brother get better, so I must become... Uh, Naruto wants to become the Hokage, I think. I don't know what that means. Okay. But he wants to become the Hokage, I think. And, uh... That's like his his dream. Okay. What's your what's your character's dream? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I know how this works. So okay. Every fight has two rules. Uh, nice. the The first time you fight somebody, you lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, thereafter, you can only win if you are pursuing your dream. Yeah. 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 I love that. Is there a mechanic for whether your theme song is playing or not? Your theme song is playing. <laughs> it is always playing 100% of the time. <laughs> but not when you lose, right? No, Cuz you got to right. have like 
the time where like it really kicks in and you're picking yourself off the ground and you're getting up and dusting yourself off and then you're like anime and then you win. <laughs> usually you're usually you're like uh if it's if it's your your bleach especially which I really wasted a lot of time watching that show. You you end the fight by doing the exact same move you did at the start of the fight, but it just happens that your theme song is playing this time, so you do win. Theme music is very important. Hey, speaking of theme music, let's hear like 10 more seconds of our theme music as we cut to an ad break. Oh yes, this is our beautiful theme music, Bring Forth My Armor, by Teo Acosta of Abducted by Sharks. time to do an ad break who do we want to be sponsored by right now oh good question uh, uh we didn't think this up in advance i mean we can be sponsored by dragon hearts yeah <laughs> sure that's are you telling me to make up an ad i'm for my own game i'm telling you that this week i'm pretty sure we're sponsored by dragon hearts and the copies in your court baby Wait, what if it was in your course? Oh god. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna backhand uh return that right over the net, just back to you. Give me a give me a cool thirty seconds on Dragon Hearts. Okay, I can do that. Uh you introduce me. And here is our spokesperson for our wonderful sponsor today. Uh, Lara is here to tell us about Dragon Hearts. And you, 30 seconds on the clock. Go. Dragon Hearts. A downloadable game. <laughs> you get to be a dragon. You get to kiss dragons. Need I say more? This tabletop RPG is about the clash of oversized personalities between shapeshifters who can assume human or dragon form or anything in between. Uh, what is the fantasy of being a dragon? To me, dragons are interesting because they embody so many seemingly contradictory elements. They're powerful but vulnerable, unyielding but capricious, even tireless but sleepy. The one thing they aren't in this game is reserved! Dragons' emotions are all turned up to 11 and they aren't afraid to let everyone know how they feel. Uh, I'm... Alright, that's our time. <laughs> that's our time. <laughs> Boy, if you want to read more of that copy, you should go to uh, fractal-dragon.itch.io to uh, pick up a copy of Dragon Hearts by, uh, let's see, what is this guy's name? Alan Randall. <laughs> no, that's not right. Uh, by Alex. It's by, it's by Alex. It's by me. Yay. It's, it's, a, it's actually a very good game. I've played it. I was a dragon. Oh, your dragon was so cool. Thank you. I was a void dragon. And you had you had fought in the endless war, so you had like cool swords and shit. Oh, she was so cool! Yay! Uh, mm. Highly recommended. Uh, that is our sponsor today, and <laughs> let's get back to the episode. And we're back. So we've got a lot of good ideas here. Should we start thinking about what our what like structure game structure is going to be? Yeah, that seems good. Okay. So we're making I feel like at this point we're a little invested in making a firebrands and I don't see any reason not to do that. Okay. It's it's a firebrands where every kind of scene is a different kind of fight. Yeah. They all start out a fight. A fight while conversing over food. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Stealing time and also a fight together. <laughs> I could get into that, honestly. That it's super it's super good. We'll steal some we'll steal from some dragon hearts. We'll have in each other's arms, comma fighting. The the fight called dream, yes. <laughs> question does the uh you go off and train to get stronger scene also involve a fight i mean one could make the argument that training is a sort of fight training is a sort of fight a a training montage that is also a fight what if we say uh you can't go train by yourself you have to train with someone to both get stronger yeah i could see something about a uh being in like a binary state where you are either infused with willpower or you aren't mm-hmm. okay this this is my mechanical concept uh okay. you start a scene you fight if you are not infused but with will you will lose this fight but by losing this fight you get a token you get a nickel uh-huh. And that is your, like, indication that you have done a a lose, and now you are infused with will. Uh, Uh And now that you possess this, you win fights until you try to fight someone who is they themselves infused with will. Yeah, yeah. And then you will either, like, maybe at that point it's who is willing to spend their will to win this fight, but then they're out of will for the future? I could see that. It's kind of a it's kind of a, a belonging outside belonging type thing. It is kind of a belonging outside belonging, yeah. And like right, and that's what it is. When you spend your will token, your theme music starts playing, and that changes all the rules. No, that is the only <laughs> that is the only other type of scene. It's my theme music starts playing. And now it's you've shifted to a different scene type and you are in charge of it. That seems great actually, yes. A fight where my theme music starts playing. So what it is is, it's like, who's going to go there first? Right. Right? And, like, maybe neither of you do. Maybe you're tied and you just battle forever, or you both lose if you decide that is what happens. Right. Okay, I can definitely see uh, I can see that being fun. You know, if you're you're playing with the right crowd, obviously. We'll, we'll need to do some work to make the various options compelling enough that people aren't just going to go, well, I will immediately have my theme music start playing. You know, people have a sense of what makes a good narrative. Right. And I think uh, you're, you you can trust your players to not abuse that. And if they do, well, then they will have uh, run out of their tokens. So. Yeah, which means the next person who wants to start a scene with you in it can just whoop, whoop ya. Yeah, they're like, well, you can't win, so... <laughs> so they get to do cat and mouse on you, which will be also really good? Yeah, that seems fun. But then you get your will back? Yeah, no, the, I'm... I've, I, I feel like there are legs here. I should write down how this works. Is there romance in Naruto? Does Naruto do a smooch? He must, because he eventually has a son. (laughs) I don't know how you smooch. (laughs) (laughs) 
some some sort of courtship has to go down at some point because the only thing I know about Boruto is that he looks almost exactly like Naruto uh and after that I think sequel series came out people exclusively started referring to Naruto as Boruto's dad okay I mean you also can't really have romance with a cloud of ninja right that sounds like something a coward would say <laughs> I think it's, if anything, more likely. I mean, at least one of them wants to smooch. Right. Statistically speaking, if you're fighting 18 ninjas, one of them wants to kiss you. Yeah. They, they've just got the best angle on you, right? They're like, ooh, okay, you just broke my buddy's jaw real good. There should be something about, like, What's your weird ninja gimmick? Yes, right? you need weird ninja gimmick. So, okay. You can turn into multiple iterations of yourself. So, yeah. Uh, there's a Naruto character who is carrying around a big gourd full of sand. And uh, they can pull the sand out and, like, what do you say? Sand kinesis it around. That's amazing. Yeah, it's actually extremely cool. Oh, that's a big thing in Naruto. There's a guy uh, who is like regular guy who does not have particularly good ninja powers that everyone's like, you're just a regular guy. But he's like, I'm going to train real hard and do my best and get good at ninja eventually. And uh, then he's wearing like little arm weights. Mm -hmm. And then there's a scene like, a hundred episodes into the show where he's like, all right, this fight's super serious. I'm the only one who can fight this bad guy. And he takes off his arm weights and they just fall to the ground in these giant dust explosions. Cause it turns out that they were like 10,000 pounds each. And then suddenly he's super awesome and cool and punches real good. Uh, so that's a moment that I would like to like to be able to give to someone. You could be the underdog type where you're like, no, I always lose every fight I'm in. Until. Alright. Trainer, student, enemy ninja clan, underdog loser. Yeah. These are our character types. So yeah, I think perhaps unlike a uh, a regular uh, traditional firebrands where we have like three or four distinct factions that have fun themes on them, it's sort of an, you know, we might have something like that. Uh, but it's more going to be a, an everybody versus everybody where you just say, hey, what's your cool ninja like? Yeah. What's their dealio? Do you have a boar's head? Nice. That is super cool. Yeah. Uh, do we have like a, a plot for like an overarching theme that is linking these scene these fights together in the way that in... Uh, say in Dragon Hearts, for instance, there's uh, the mm. big friggin' mountain ritual that has a cooler name than friggin' mountain ritual, but I'm not gonna say yeah, what that's it what is. It's called the friggin' mountain. <laughs> uh, the ritual at the Sky Mountain or something. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, yes, uh, a premise that we are all going towards. Mm. What is it that we are here at this ninja school to do? Maybe there is a big fight tournament at the end of the year, and whoever wins that 
gets a big prize. Okay. They get to be the Hokage. I... (laughs) I am sold on that. Yes, this is all about the big tournament. And... Do we have a mechanical resolution to decide who wins this tournament? Or is it just like, who do we feel as a group did the best? Or is it just that the underdog loser wins? (laughs) Is that the thing? If you're playing as the underdog loser, you will win the game. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that, because that means everybody gets to plan their arcs knowing that if they are the hothead who thinks that she's cooler than everyone else, she is going to totally lose to the schlubby underdog later on. Right. Okay. 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 I have have a notion. Tell me if you hate Mm. it. So we have I like we have these character types. Each one has their own special thing that makes them individual and unique. Like mm. the trainer because they are so good, uh if it's no willpower on no willpower, uh they can win as long as it's not their first fight. You always lose your first fight. Uh-huh. Uh if it's the underdog loser, they will win the game <laughs> at the end, whatever else happens. Yeah. Uh nice. If you are an enemy ninja clan, there are 18 of you and that's amazing. Yes. And if you are student, you get access to the one kind of scene that isn't a fight, which is where you get to smooch people. <laughs> Only one person gets to smooch? Oh, well, they get to decide who's coming into this scene with them. Well, no, wait. They get to ask the others if they would like to come right, into this right, scene right, with them. Right, Yes. Do we think... We have well. We don't have a title. We do need to get that. Do we think we have enough mm. material here to make this game, or do we want to come back next week and uh, keep hammering at this? I'd say we're pretty close. What we might want to do is hammer down, hammer out how many different types of scenes we want. Mm-hmm. Most Firebrands games have about ten types of scenes. Right. This being a pretty darn focused game, I could see it working with, like, six. Right. Uh, Especially if we do some pretty liberal just copying and pasting from other Firebrands games that we have written and or enjoy, (laughs) and just adding the word fight to it. Right, right. Uh, Which feels kind of on brand for this game so far. Mm. So for names, my... uh, I think this is also inspired by Getbackers. I I tend to for your shonen anime like things that have like a really long title that seems like it was slightly poorly translated by uh, a team of dedicated amateur fan subbers. Okay, I love it. Uh, for example, my uh, in progress magical girl game is Watch Out Heartfelt Magical Girl Clash Two Hundred Plus Plus. It's a good title. And uh, something with that kind of energy feels about right for this to me. I think, yeah, one one conceit I would like to say is that perhaps you are, this is canonically an anime 
that you were not watching an official sub of. This you were definitely watching like kind of a a mid tier fan sub where like the font color is a little bit wonky and like sometimes it's in a different font between one episode and the next. This is dangerously close to a metatextual layer you are giving me, Alex. <laughs> it's just a little metatextual. <laughs> I'm I'm not opposed to it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> like occasionally, you know, you're just like, oh, also one of the words in my sentence just is in Japanese and there's a translator note that says Keikaku means plan. <laughs> Oh. All right. Uh, titles. I'm going to say the title has to be at least five words long. And one of the words should probably be fight. Only the one with the greatest willpower shall win the fight. That's more of a rule than a title, but... (laughs) Right. Uh, what about, um... Let the shining power of your hearts uh, bring you victory, something, something. Uh, Let the shining power of your heart bring you victory is a pretty good title. It's a pretty good title. I wish we could get in talking about the theme music in the title. (laughs) I will win this fight because my theme music is playing. Let the shining power of your heart bring you victory. Because your theme music is playing. Alright. Let's poi Yeah, good acronym. Mm-hmm. Uh let's play it. No, we gotta write it now. Cool, let the shining power of your heart bring you victory as your theme music plays. We'll be uh we'll be writing that down. We'll be trying it out next week. I'm cautiously optimistic for this one yeah i got i got a good feeling about it um i think one of the nice things is we don't it, it seems pretty modular in the sense that we can come up with a few good scenes and a few good character concepts and uh if it's not enough game whatever we'll have the fans uh make more <laughs> yeah that seems good people go you know what you really need a scene to do this and we're like sounds great and if they're like only one of these scenes was actually functional. Well, that's the only one that's in the real game. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're unplaytesting this. Thank you so much for listening to our debut episode uh, where we made this uh, patently ridiculous game. I think uh, our mission to hurl some clay at a wheel... <laughs> That's spinning much faster than we can actually manage, and then just going for it has been uh, has been successful. Hooray! Punch that clay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this has been unplaytested. You can find us at unplaytested.com, where you can submit ludicrous ideas for our big list, or frankly, like give us just serious, deep, you know, rich quality ideas. We didn't make up a lot of those, but you can force us to make good games if you try hard enough. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, And (laughs) you can follow us on Twitter at Unplaytested. If you want to see the games we make here played, uh, they should go up at twitch.tv slash Unplaytested. We try to get the gameplay to go up a week at... Well, I say this as if we've done it before. (laughs) 
our goal is to make gameplay go up the week after the episode drops, but, you know, well, check the schedule there. Things vary. Uh, or get the games yourself at unplaytested.itch.io, and if you actually play one of these things, we would love to hear about it. Yes, you can give us a five-star rating, or if you hate us and want us to be annihilated by the ruthless <laughs> grinding algorithmic gears of itch.io, I guess you can give us a four or less. Oh. I, I hope that uh, in the beautiful utopia that you live in, future listener, that has been changed, because I don't like that system it's, very much. It's a bad system. Unplaytested is made possible by the support of our patrons. You can join our Unplaytreon at patreon.com slash unplaytested. Our unplaytrons get early access to the episodes and free copies of all the games we make. Uh, thanks to Abducted by Sharks for our music, Bring Forth My Armor. I'm Lara. And I'm Alex. And remember, time is an illusion, and so is death. <laughs> Okay, we did it. We did it. <laughs>